1: match preview West Ham versus Nottingham Forest a big big game uh, for this season um, one that could ultimately sway it both ways you know I mean you, you just don't know where this, this season is going to end up and um, you know after a bad run of form you do get the feeling that this is one that West Ham simply have to get the three points um, obviously we're going to talk a bit about uh, West Ham Riley in a bit and um, first of all let's just talk about Nottingham Forest first I mean um, quite a settled side I think you'd go as far as saying I think, this season, Riley, wouldn't you? I mean, for a club that were pretty much tattered to go down last season in a relegation battle season, they seem pretty I don't know, better balanced, I'd probably go as far as saying this season. What are your thoughts on Nottingham Forest?
0: Uh, I think they're just a massive collection of uh, quite interesting players. Like, you know, last season they just spent so much money on different players and then this mm. season they've bought maybe like some more individual talents, like uh, Sengari, someone we were after who's impressed me quite a lot Uh Alanga as well which I think was a really astute buy of course Awani as well has now come into his own and, and sort of proven himself as a Premier League striker so I think they've really come together as a side they've not really impressed me too much in the Premier League mm. Um but I think they've shown glimpses of you know making that step up to being uh, like a mid-table sort of side I watched them against Aston Villa and I thought they were pretty decent as well I mean you know Considering we'd lost to them four one, I think the week before. Mm. Um, obviously, I know that they play a lot worse away from home than at home. But um, yeah, I think I think Forest have you know they haven't really impressed me too much. But you know they haven't given me any cause for concern as to you know whether they're going to get relegated this year. So mm. I think they've got some good individual talents, and uh, obviously those are what we need to watch out for.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think if, if you're not a Nottingham Forest fan, you're probably pretty pleased about actually how things are. You know, they've come up um, last season, they've survived. That was always the objective. I, I think survival, again, is their main objective. I don't think they're going to have any more other aspirations than that. And obviously, then you look to can build and, and grow. But I just get the feeling that, considering the fact that, by the way, they've lost Brennan Johnson, I think they've handled it quite well. They don't look like a side that's lost a key player. They, look like they're, they actually look like better off for it, in a sense. And I don't know, I'm just very impressed with them. They just seem a little bit... But as you say, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't look... I don't watch them and think, wow, you know, this is a side that are going places. But I do look at them and think, you know what, are they are they going to go down this season? Probably not. And I think most of not in the Forest fans would be happy with that, um, which I think is imp- impressive. Um, Steve Cooper's an interesting one, though, in terms of his... Um, how he's getting on there. If you remember last season, uh, Riley, he was touted to go. You know, he was going to be sacked. The, 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 these new owners have all this ambition. They spent all this money, etc., etc. But they offered him a new deal on, uh, in the face of all of that going on. He was, was expecting an announcement to say, right, we're, we're getting rid of the man- manager. We're going to bring someone else in. That was kind of widely accepted that was going to happen, but they actually went the other way. And it seems to be paying off, although I will say, and I'm not an obviously Nottingham Forest fan, so I'm not close enough to it, but I'm, from what I understand it, Nottingham Forest aren't fans, I mean, aren't overly happy with the manager, um, which somewhat echoes West Ham's situation. Um, what's your feelings on Steve Cooper? Do you think he's, he's you know, you're impressed with him or do you think he's someone they need to be looking to, uh, you know, improve upon?
0: Well, obviously uh, it was ourselves and, and, and Forest and a few other clubs that were touted to go down last season. And I think... Uh, You know, we obviously kept our manager, they kept theirs. Uh, Wolves got rid of their manager at some stage in the season, stayed up, Uh, so did Everton very, very narrowly. Uh, Obviously, I think the three sides that went down also got rid of their manager. So there was a big debate, of course, about whether, you know, they should get rid of Steve Cooper for the football that they were playing. But I guess sometimes you just got to reward a manager when, you know, when he's got you to that sort of level. Um, But I, I do think that it's very strange in the way that they do transfers. Like, I'm not sure if that's a Steve Cooper thing or like if it's similar to the Chelsea sort of situation where the owner is taken over and, and deciding all, in all of the transfers. But, you know, as far as Steve Cooper, I mean, he's, he seems like quite an average Premier League manager. Like, I think there's quite a few better options out there that you could go for, but then I'm not really sure what forest sort of glass ceiling is. Um, I think at times he's played quite boring football. And to be honest, I think as well in interviews, like he's never really stuck out to me in interviews, you know what I mean? So, mm. but you know, again, he, he's got them to this level and, you know, sometimes you've got to reward that.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think he deserves that. Um, I think he deserves recognition for what he's done at the club, you know, brought them up. It's it's, it's not easy getting out of the Championship, as we know. Um, I think they've done very well. I think he's done a good job. I mean, whether he's... Um, playing the kind of style of football Nottingham Forest fans are expecting and hoping for, I don't know. We we, we know that feeling as West Ham fans, you know, from the outside looking in, um, a lot of fans and pundits are completely baffled by West Ham fans' division over David Moyes and a lot of play, obviously people wanting to change and go in a different direction. People can't understand it. Um, I think Nottingham Forest are in a similar position with themselves. I think that they've got a manager that we all look at and go, well, he's got you in the Premier League, you, you, you're staying up. It looks like you're going to stay up again. What are you are moaning about? You know what I mean? This is what, surely what you wanted. But maybe they've got slightly more aspirations. I mean, obviously, you've got the ownership that's obviously shown quite a fair bit of ambition. They've spent a lot of money. Um, uh, I know there's a lot of controversy at the moment going on with them and and, and financial situations. So I don't really know how wealthy they actually are at the moment and how much they can spend. But ultimately, look, you know, they're a football club that I would say, if I was a Forest fan, I personally would be pretty happy. You'd be thinking, you know, we'll come, we come out of the championship. We look like a Premier League side at the moment. All right, not a brilliant one. I don't expect them to be challenging for European football this season or anything like that or winning trophies. But I would say that, you know, if they finish somewhere like 12th or 13th, something like that, I think that would be a really good season for them. Um, mm. And then obviously they can look to them build on. Um, mm. Obviously, what touched on it was their... Um, what was it the Brennan Johnson exit? Um, they seem to have dealt with that quite well, Riley. Um, Brennan Johnson's exit, don't you think? I mean, considering like you've mentioned a few players that have done well, but when he went, I was thinking, Oh, that's a big blow, you know, you've lost your probably your best player there. But you wouldn't know it, would you, really, when you look at them this season with the results they're getting? They seem to be, if anything, doing better than they were with him.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing I used to say about Forest last year is that if you score one goal against them, you you pretty much guaranteed yourself at least a point because they don't tend to score more than one goal, not even at home anywhere. Um, And this season, they seem to have done okay. They don't seem to have that sort of same uh, feeling about them. You you think that they, in a game, could score two or three goals. I mean, they've got big results against Man United, a big result against Villa, of course. So... You know, they've got some goals in them. And I think a huge part of that is uh, Anthony Alanga. He's become that main man. And like I said, uh, Awani stepping up as well has has done wonders for them. And uh, to be honest, his replacement, hudson Adoya you know, he hasn't set the ground alight, but, you know, he's one of them players that's going to come in and, and, you know, give you some Premier League assurance. And I think as well across the whole of their team, they've improved in places. And to be honest, they've got some pretty high quality players when you actually think about the calibre of teams they play for and, and you know when you think that are a side that were only touted for relegation last season mm. they've done quite well to bring such you know such experienced players like Aurier and Sangari and I think his name's uh is it I think Molina as well he's like uh from the Spanish league like an Atletico player or something like that uh, obviously the goalkeepers they've been able to bring in over the few years as well um so I think they like I say I think they've bought quite well and They've used the uh, Brennan Johnson money well, but you know, think about it. I think about how good this team would be if they did still have him. You know, that's 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 what I would be thinking right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agreed. I think they've I think they've invested it wisely. They they have, they have done a good job there as, as a as a club for their size and how they've handled things. I think they've actually done really well considering the fact they were a bit of a laughing stock, weren't they, when they came up? You know, with all the signings they made. I don't think they had much of a choice though. They'd be fair. They most of them had left, didn't they? They had like a flat like six or seven players in the squad so they had to go and invest in money anyway but they still were kind of it was everyone was laughing i think it was 19 players or ridiculous. but you know whatever it was but you know fair play to them and and they've done well you know they dealt with the jesse lingard thing pretty well i thought you know they brought him in didn't work out didn't play and got rid of him they, they've not they, they've been pretty good so i, I don't know I'm I, I, overall i think Forest are a pretty decent side and i think they're going to prove to be a tough test for west ham um before we go on to West Ham, quickly, a couple of players, mate, that you admire or, you know, we've got to look out for then. I mean, I've gone for a few here. Uh, Gibbs Wyatt, um, who I, I think is a really good player. Mm. Uh, Hudson Odoi as well. Uh, a player I kind of look at and think, don't know, like just... Is that one, one that got away from West Ham maybe a little bit? I'm not saying he's a wonderful player, but I just think he's, he's a pretty decent player and I think he could have done a pretty good job for us. But I don't know, we'll, we'll see. He's injured anyway, I believe, for tomorrow, so he won't be in the team uh, for Forrest. Um, yeah, that, that, that's it for me. Anyone else you can sort of spring to mind that you think impressed you for
0: Forrest? Oh, Waney for sure. I mean, the way he started hmm. the season was incredible. You know, scoring the amount of goals he did. He looks like a really assured, strong Premier League striker gives me Antonio vibes, to be honest. You know, just, he yeah. just seems like a, like a real powerhouse up top. And uh, Anthony Alanga as well. I think it's really tough coming from a club like Man United, you know, a, tough, a club that's so toxic and so rooted in its legacy. Um, you know, to come to another club and, and try and sort of rebuild your career is quite tough. And he's come in and he's done really, really well. So them two for me are, are really big dangers. And you mentioned Gibbs White as well. I'm actually quite ashamed that I forgot about him because he is a really top player. Um mm-hmm. I, I'm a really, really massive fan of Gibbs-White, you know, when he played for Wolves, he, even when he was like, you know, quite young playing for Wolves, I thought this is going to be a decent player here. And uh, when Forrest picked him up, I was actually quite disappointed. And um, yeah, I think he's done really well there. He's, he's the the cog of the uh, Forest machine. And I think that we've definitely got to pick him up in midfield to try and nullify him.
1: Yeah, it's interesting in Awini as well. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with Gibbs White, by the way. Yeah, but Awini, you, you're right. I, he's, he's a player that you actually look at and think he would have been perfect for us, really. like oh, a yeah. perfect, Ant- perfect Antonio replacement, like you say. And a bit of a weird one while we're not going for these players sometimes. You do sort of scratch your head thinking kind of an obvious, obvious signing for us, really, in a way. I mean... When you think of all the money we go and spend sometimes on these strikers and take big gambles on and, you know, the 45 minutes we're laying down, you think, why didn't we just go and get a player that realistically you just know would have come in and done us a good job? Um, yeah, one of those things, mate, one of those things, obviously, this is, it, there was a striker dilemma at West Ham always seems to be hanging over us. And that's no doubt going to come into our discussion in a bit because we're going to talk about West Ham. Um Mate, there's no injuries to talk about really for David Moyes this week, apart from uh, Kurt Zuma, who's still a doubt. He's been obviously nursing a strain, and I don't I, whether he's going to make an appearance or not, I don't know. Considering the fact it's an international break coming up, it might be a silly risk from David Moyes to now replay him now. Mm. Um, with the fact that you've got now got another extended break. You might think, well, I can give him a bit of a period off now and then he yeah. can come back fresh after the international break, but Bloody hell, mate. It's a big game, you know. You can't cock up your decisions in this one. This is not one we can afford a draw and go, oh well, not the end of the world. We can move on from it. This is a crucial must-win game for West Ham. Um talking about that, mate. Confidence of the club. What was your feelings after the result? I mean, yes, it wasn't a pretty, beautiful, stunning performance in West Ham. I don't think apart I don't really blame West Ham for that ultimately as well, though. Uh, we had played our part in it a little bit, especially second half, but I think Olympiacos made it hard for us. They defended really well. They were dogged. It was a horrible game, but we got the win, that vital win that we needed. It will give everyone a lift now, knowing that our foot's in the door now for the for the um, Europa Conference League knockouts. Do you think this will pl- um, bode well for us for uh, this game against Forest? Are you hoping that this is going to have that kind of impact to give the players a lift and, and go on to get a good result?
0: Well, I mean, it sets us up better for it than if we'd have lost, I guess. I mean... I I still don't think Moyes knows his best team and I still don't think he knows the style of football he wants to play. I mean, I know the style of football he wants to play, but I still don't think he knows if that's the style of football he can survive on at West Ham. You know, Um, I think he's sort of gone to this more uh, forward thinking, you know, high press front three that's just going to try and be relentless and get the ball back. Uh, Of course, before that, it was more of a let's just sit deep in our own half and then pick up the ball and then try and counter attack but we didn't counter-attack with any real venom or any real pace. So it kind of just nullified it. And then we tried to play the whole possession football and playing in the own half. And then we tried to play the long ball into the box and get suit check and Antonio in there. And it just hasn't worked. So, you know, I'm not sure if he knows what style of football he, he thinks he can survive on at West Ham. I'm not sure he knows what his best team is. I mean, you know, do you know what Moise's best team is at the moment?
1: No, I mean, I've got my team down that I want to see play for this game. Um, I did a video yesterday on this and I, I feel that, I actually slightly feel for Moyes in a way because it's almost like he played the team against Olympiacos that we all probably would have wanted to see. Um, Bowen up front, Kudus on the right, Ben Rama, Paqueta pulling the strings and you go, that's the front line we all get excited by and people go, yes. That's... And let's be honest, mate, it was bloody toothless really. Bowen wasn't really in the game. Kudus, probably worst game for us uh, thus far. It wasn't great. So you kind of think he's probably now scratching his head, going, "Well, what do I do against Forest now? Do I bring Antonio back in? Do we go back to that routine? Do I put Bowen back out on the right? Where's Kudas playing now? Do I drop it? Do you know what I mean? It's like he's kind of trying these things out, and it's, like, it's it feels a bit hit and miss at the west Ham at the moment, doesn't it? Like we played against Arsenal and we had that front very similar front line and it was at, it played really well. It worked to a tee, really. So, and, you know, considering that it was Arsenal's best, you know, back line and we we caused them all manner of problems. And then he does the same lineup against Olympiacos, and we struggle. So it's you know what I mean. It's it, I feel like I actually do. I do wonder, like you say, I don't think he knows, and I don't think we know. Like I'm looking at. It. I mean, I was doing this team. I changed it about three times. Like I kept thinking, yeah, change him, there, move him. There. No, I, I can't drop it. It's quite difficult. But I tell you what, though, the pressure's on Riley because. As I said, this isn't a game where we can afford to slip. Like you can't afford to be too experimental and go, yeah, let's give this a go. If it doesn't work, okay, didn't quite work. Not at the end of the world, we'll move on to next week. We've got a two week break coming up after this game. We're on the back of what now, three Premier League defeats on the spin. Um, was it yes, yeah, right, isn't it? Villa at uh, Villa, Everton, and Brentford. You can't yeah. go into it, you can't lose four league games on the spin. Bearing in mind, Raleigh, when we played e- Aston Villa, we were if we'd won that game, we'd have gone fifth. We are fighting mm. for fifth place in the league. We're now 12th. If we lose this game, we will go 13th, probably even 14th from the league. I mean, that's in four games we've dropped from cha- team challenging for top four football <laughs> to a team that's like sliding towards the relegation dogfight. It's like it's changed that quickly. So, David Moyes cannot afford to cock this up. Like, he has to get the spot on. So, it's bloody a lot of pressure on him. And to be honest with you, I'm, i I kind of feel for him a little bit. I do, like, in a weird way. You're not, in that, you're not, in that, you know, i I appreciate that a lot of it feels like it's a bit self-inflicted with him at times, but I do think that he's going to struggle to get this right and bloody hell with the pressure is on.
0: Well, mate, we started off the season so well when we were playing this, you know, who cares about possession football? Let's just counter-attack and counter-attack well. And, and it, mm. it did it did wonders, didn't it? But, mm. you know, looking back on that, do you think that was a bit of a fluke or a bit of just a run of luck?
1: I don't know. I, I It's a weird one because... I, I thought we played well. Like I wouldn't say it was luck. I mean, when we watched that Brighton performance, especially, I thought we played really well. We, we the, mm. the plan was executed well. We were just we were so ruthless, and and even against Luton Town away, you know, I know we we won that game. Um, and I, I again, I thought we we comfortably won that. Really, I thought I thought we played. You know. I, I appreciate it's Luton Town away, but it, these games aren't easy. But that was our first game in the Premier League. I thought we handled it very well. We we kept possession lovely. We we, we didn't really look in any much danger. We did our typical concede a goal and panic a bit, but we ultimately were we, we played okay. Um, but. Um, I feel like it, we seem to have just lost a bit of momentum. It's like our confidence levels have really dipped. Um, certain players that you expect to be playing very well, like, like for instance, James Ball Prowse started so well. I mean, pretty much his first kick of the ball in a West Ham shirt, he got an assist, mm. and then it was just going off. So, I feel like some players have just dipped a little bit in confidence, and it's just had this mammoth, effect, especially Antonio. You know, he's had a horrendous dip in form uh, this season. He started off so well, and then he just looks a shadow of that player again. Um, so that's frustrating. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to pinpoint, isn't it? What the problem is at West Ham, but I do get the feeling it, a confidence lift it would really help us. If West Ham, let's just say, for instance, if West Ham can beat Nottingham Forest, um, which I actually think we will, I think it's going to be hard. And we'll come to our predictions in a minute. I do think so. I'm I'm very nervous about the game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not skipping in confident, but I I, I think we're going to get it done. Um, that will be two wins on the spin. Before the international break, which would just help us, lovely. We then go. I think is it back at I think we got when we come back before we play Burnley. I think that's right. So then I think I look at that, and then you're thinking if we could beat back at which I'd expect us to again beat them and then we play Burnley which again the way they're playing you'd expect us to get a result. So all of a sudden you could have four wins on the spin. And I feel like then we'd be we'd be having the doing this preview feeling very different and look at towers up and thinking oh we've got Tottenham coming up away. Do You know what I think we could go and get something there. I think we'd feel a bit different. So I do think it's just a pure bad run of form and we're just we're just suffering a little bit because of it. Um but I tell you what mate if we lose to Forest then it's the other way. Like we're going to be staring at a relegation fight. Like, not relegation fight, I wouldn't say that. But, you know, we're going to be looking at a table for two weeks and thinking, oh, my God, we're like down to 15th in the league. How has this happened? How have we gone from, you know, top six contenders to suddenly, you know, getting dragged into um, a, a conversation regarding staying up? So, um, yeah, it's, it's a big one, mate. Um, I've got to ask you about your team then. What what, what, what? Let's start with your goalkeeper, mate. Who are you having in goal for this one?
0: Uh, I mean, I could take either Ariola or Fabianski, to be honest. I think we do look maybe a little bit more comfortable with Fabianski in goal, but I think Ariola can pull off the big saves and, and he sort of earned his right to stay in the Premier League as the first team. So I'll, I'll stick with Ariola in goal, as I'm sure you probably have. Yeah, I
1: have, but I've got to be honest, I'm getting a bit concerned of him. I'm going on great. He's a very good shot stopper. There's no toys about it. He just won goal in the save of the month, didn't he? So he's, he, he's a very, very good, good goalkeeper in that regard. But he doesn't command his box at all, he doesn't talk he's very poor at that and I think that is becoming a bit of a problem because we are conceding too many goals this season I know we've just kept a clean sheet against um, Olympiacos but to be fair they didn't really threaten much I think they were happy just to sit back and defend Um I'm concerned mate that we're just conceding goals we conceded three against Brentford four against Villa you know we conceded against uh, obviously against Everton so it's getting a bit concerning now that we're just not keeping clean sheets and I think that's the only my only gripe so it's like you just said like there's a part of me that kind of I think's would Fabianski be a better option at the moment just to just to just to deal with some situations but I, I don't want to, I don't think that's the right thing to do to Ariola. I don't think it'd be good for his confidence to drop him I think I don't, and I don't think it'd probably be fair but there, there is a concern at the back for me uh but yes I'm a, you know it, 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 know it took me forever to get there but yes I agree with you mate Ariola and goal um defense then I'm going for a back four I'm assuming you've done the same
0: yeah, back four, Emerson, Sufal, Ageds, Mavropanos. I think that pretty much writes itself at the moment. No point yeah. risking yeah. Zuma. Yeah, Emerson's yeah uh, full backs have been really important this year at getting forward and getting us goals. So I think they've got to stay as well
1: yeah i've got the same mate i mean absolutely same back four. emerson to me is one of our most important players actually this season if any, if any you know he actually is a contender for hammer of the year i think at the moment he's been that that good for us um very 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 impressed with him so yeah back four but they, they've got to start keeping clean sheets now you know this is a big game and can't keep leaking goals that we have been you know from sloppy goals i mean look at the brentford goals really sloppy first one was terrible you know, we just got to stop that. That, that. That's become. I think that's actually becoming one of the big issues. Actually, this season, we talked about it a minute ago were we lucky? lucky. We just seem to be conceding so many goals. Like that's the problem. And, you know, if you, you can't keep conceding two or three goals a game, it's just insane. So, we um, say four against Villa, which is ridiculous. So, I think that's a situation we've got to deal with. Midfield, then. This is obviously where now we This could really differ, mate, because well, well, the rest of the team now, because there's so much debate around a lot of positions now, um, but. Let's listen to your... I, I, what are you going with in terms of a formation, first of all, for this? Are you going for your, the standard?
0: Yeah, I'm probably going for a, a four-one-two-three. So you've got yeah. Alvarez as a sitting midfielder. Yeah. Uh, and then Paqueta and ward in those forward positions. Paqueta can just do what he wants, essentially. He yeah. wants to come deep, allow him to come deep. He wants to play in the 10, play in the 10. And then Ward-Prowse is more of like a, an 8-10, slash 10. you know. He's, yeah. you know yeah. he, he can cover... Piquetta when he needs to um but you know Alvarez is the main person who's going to be sitting back and just defending. I don't really like this whole you know Wallprowse Alvarez pivot or Wallprowse Piquetta pivot because I think mm. Wallprowse needs to be in the more forward areas. I actually yeah. prefer Piquetta yeah. coming in deep than I do Wallprowse at the moment um because I think that that's where Piquetta needs to be, you know, passing the ball along, then picking yeah. it up when he needs to whereas Wallprowse needs to just be in those advanced positions where he can just pass the ball, shoot the ball, get into the box. Mm. So I think
1: that's, mm. that's my midfield three. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've gone different to you, actually. Um, I've gone a bit different. I mean, I was to say, I juggled this around a couple of times before I did this video. So I've gone for, similar to you, Alvarez in terms of uh, the defensive midfield role, which I think is vital. I actually want Suchek to partner him um, in, in the more deeper... Uh, defensive role, but having a little bit of a range, to go for a little bit, but I think I'd actually, I wouldn't mind that. And I'd then have James Wall prowse playing ahead of them um, in the more attacking midfield role. Um, uh, yeah, so, so I've slightly gone a bit different to you there, mate. Uh, I, I, I was, I don't know, originally I had Paquetta there playing in that central role uh, behind, but I, I was, Pichetta's still involved for me, but I just want to see a, a Wall prowse far more advanced than he has been. Like you just said, I think he's more effective there anyway. And he, with his vision and he's, you know, we saw that the other night with the goal, his vision and how he can knock off, lay off balls lovely. I think we need that. I think just playing deep, it just doesn't suit him at all. He's a little bit isolated. So I'd, well, that's what I'd like to say. And I'd, I quite like the Alvarez-Suchek partnership. I don't think it's actually too bad. I think it works quite well. So I've I, that's what I would go for in this game. And I really think we need to be quite defensive minded here in a sense because we just can't concede goals. Um Yeah, so... What's your front three then? I'm assuming you've got a sort of front three situation going on, have you?
0: Before we move on to that, I just want to reiterate that if I'd have told Mark of last season that in <laughs> November 2023 he was asking for Thomas check to start a game of football, I yeah, think yeah, I'm absolutely full of it. So, I yeah. mean, you know, you've come leaps and bounds, Matt, I guess. I know, I don't know. I, know. I, know. I, can't, yeah. I, I just still can't, I can't allow him to be in the side for how poor he is at par. I just can't allow it. You know, mm. especially when we're trying to be quick on the break and have a good transition. And how strong, uh, you know, their midfield is. I just can't allow someone like Thomas Suchek on the ball. He just, he looks scared of the ball every time he's there. I, mm. I just can't allow it. But you know, it's your teammate. You go for it.
1: I'm going for it. I know. I know. It's a gamble. I know. I've, I, you know, he's he, he's convinced me. No, I just think, as I say, my my decision making was more about just being a bit tighter at the back, and I just think a bit of height there. He's, you know I, know, I know he's not wonderful on the ball suit yet, but he's good in the air and he does get stuck in and he's not frightened to put his body on the line. I think we're going to need that a little bit against Forest. We just can't afford to lose this game. And I just want to be very mindful of the back um, rather than just thinking about how we're going to score goals. I'm thinking about how we don't concede any. So that's my rule of thinking behind that. Your front three, then, mate. What, what are you going for? Because again, this is going to be, could be well different. I'm sure it will be between the two of us because. It's, it's, who I don't I don't as you say I don't we don't think no David Moyes knows what he's gonna do yet. But what what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, I think uh I think Antonio needs to stew on the bench a little bit. To be honest with you, I think okay. the way he's been playing. I mean, you know that chance against Brentford was oh. just, just horrendous. I mean, he leaves it and he, and his mates got a tap in. You know, where's mm. the awareness? You know, how is he not looking around him and knowing where he's? You know, if you're in a front three, you need to know where your right winger and your left winger are at all times. Because you're a front three, you're a unit. You know, if the ball comes in, you need to know that you're not getting in the way of something. You're not offside. Like you just need to have a bit of awareness. And the fact that you just nip the ball away just says to me that currently he's just not. You know, he's just not aware enough to be able to see that. He's, he's put think, out a statement
1: on that. Have you seen that? So again I've seen a quote from him on that. I haven't read out where it's come from, like exactly in terms of the press. But he's put out a quote regarding that mistake, and apparently said he's had sleepless nights over it. And said, "Oh, he's really, really gutted about it." But I agree, mate. It's a ridiculous decision for someone of his age and experience. Leave it for Ben Rama. He's coming in. Why are you? Why are you sticking your leg out desperately to try and put it in the net when you're in no position to really? um if you're gonna do it put it in the bloody net do you know what i mean if that's what you're gonna do yeah, I mean, you don't step in front of someone to go hang on i'm in the, i'm gonna put this away then you miss it's just ridiculous ben rama was just he would have had, and ben rama gets his old bloody club as well he would have loved tucking that away and we'd have won that game i'm sure if we had gone three one up before our time we'd have won that game i'm, I'm sure of it so yeah still yeah listen
0: it. i have no issues with antonio at all i mean i love the guy i think you know across the last couple of years he's really stepped into a role that he wasn't designed to be in he's played at Loads of different positions at the club, but like you say, at this age, I mean, he's on the podcast every week. I actually listen to the podcast; so I quite enjoy it. But he's on the podcast every week, bantering with Callum Wilson, and he hasn't scored in about eight weeks.
1: Yeah, and then know, you know. He,
0: know. He, you know, Wilson's clapping back that I've scored two, I've scored one, I've scored a couple. Uh, you know, yeah. it just reiterates like you know, as a striker, it's not always your job to score. But mm. when you're in when you're in decisions like that, it, it just you know it just doesn't help, does it? So for me, I think that. You know, when we play Antonio, we have a certain way of playing, but we found out this season that we don't necessarily need that way of playing. I'm still not convinced that Bowen at striker, but I think that we just need to try and give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, okay. with the way Kudis is playing at right wing, I think we have to facilitate that by putting Bowen up top. And then the left wing spot for me, again, is Ben Rama. Okay. He might have missed a bit of uh, finesse against Olympiacos, but I thought he was really bright on the ball. And uh, mm. you know, if he'd have got a couple more passes right and actually lifted his head up, he probably could have got a couple assists.
1: Yeah, I mean, do you know what, Riley? I, would, I was close to doing a very similar teams to you anyway, and I agree with you again, Ben Rama. I think he's, I like his effort. Um, I do like his effort. I put up a tweet actually this morning, um, showing a clip of what he he had a shot against uh, an NPR castle outside the box, and literally, Bowen is just on his own in the middle, just saying, "Give me the ball, just 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 pass it mm. here. I'm going to tuck it away," and he just shoots from like. 25 yards goes wide, and you just think that's why you're not a top player, that's why you're not the level you can't. He just hasn't got a vision, he hasn't got that decision. He's like an Antonio, he hasn't got that final decision making process, right? He just panics, and all right, I've just got to do something. it just doesn't compose himself properly, and really find it frustrating. So unfortunately, I'm dropping Ben Ramer from my team. I'm I'm going for lot similar to you. Kudus on the right, Bowen up front, and I'm going to put Paqueta out on the left. Um, with you with the yeah you know, with the idea that he can roam uh, roam a little bit and alternate. I'd like Moyes to start alternating the front three in terms of giving them a position to swap over occasionally. I don't know why he doesn't do that. Like confuse the defenders. Start bowing up Kudas out on the right, then and then on the left, swap them over. And they then and then put Bowen out on the right, put Kudus up front. So have periods of the game where you just, just change it slightly just for a bit. Um just to just to throw the the opposition off. But we never really seem to do that enough. We just we stick to one plan and that's it. You know, that's the Moy's way, isn't it? He's not very good at in-game management and changes. Um but yeah, it's a tough team to call this one Of course, uh, we want to know what your team's are going to be And your predictions, so do get them in Because if you get your prediction right We're, giving a, we're going to get you going to a prize draw And then the winner of that gets uh, a free prize Which actually is going to be the West Way Christmas Jumper Which is going to be released next week uh, We'll give an announcement about that and show you what it's all about um, So yeah, to, to, do, to do do so on that um, Obviously give us your team and your predictions Right, so Riley, we've got your team Just quickly run us through it quickly again, mate Quickly, So you've got Ariola, Areola, um, Souffal, Mavropanos, Gerd, Emerson and who you got then, the rest?
0: Uh, I've then got Alvarez, Paqueta, yeah. uh, Kudus, Bowen, and Ben Rama. Pretty much sure the same team that played against Olympiakos, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
1: yeah fair enough, that is. Yeah, I've gone to for Areola, Soufal, Mavropanos, are good, Emerson, Alvarez, and Souchek in, in the midfield. Walprouse, more advanced. Kudus on the right, Bowen, and then Paqueta on the left. Predictions for myself in this one, matey. I'm going to go for West Ham one, Nottingham Forest nil. I think we're just going to scrape it over the line. I think I don't think this is going to be a bloody good game, mate. I think it's going to be an ugly, horrible slog fest of a match. But I, I much like it was against MPR, course, I think we're going to, have to be patient. I think we're going to, have to be dogged. I think we're going to, have to be really defensive minded, really, really careful because um, they're no pushover. But I think we might just get this way over the line, and I bloody hope we do. What's your predictions?
0: Uh, I think it's a case of two sides that play better when they're at home. And luckily for us, we're at home. So I reckon it's going to be 2-1 to West Ham. And uh, hopefully that jumper's mine.
1: Yeah, I never know, mate. You never bloody know. Well, um, yeah, mate, that's, there we go. So it's an interesting one. I'm very nervous. I'm going to be honest. I'm quite anxious at this game now. I've, I've been a bit, I was feeling a bit confident um, leading up to it, weirdly. But I think now I've sort of started looking into Nottingham Forest, seeing their results... Seeing, look at the league table. My, my confidence has started to wane a little bit. I'm thinking, God, blind me. This might not be as easy as I was sort of in my mind. Not easy, but you know what I mean. In my mind, I was leaning. I to, "Yeah, we'll beat Forest. We'll beat Forest we'll at home. I'm pretty confident about that. We'll beat them. I'm sure we've got enough." And then I'm, um, you know, the fact they've just beaten Villa, mate. That's, you know, that's not. They're, they're no pushovers. So I think it's going to be a tough game. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad we're both going for a win. I hope we're both right and so, hopefully, mate, you get that Christmas jumper next week. <laughs> Podcast Network.